0: I don't know how to start after that thing you just showed me. Well, trash, it's a, it's
1: yeah. a summer. Yeah. It's a Trash South Street summer. Trash South Street summer. Um, What's up? What's going on? Long time uh, no see, yeah, bro. Trash
0: bro. All right, Broseph, bro Brosephine white Brosephine.
1: yeah i just showed lou the white boy summer video from chet hanks so first
0: off let's just i'm lou i'm jamie z Tress Astry, where we talk about music and such and right now before you get to that my cat who usually hides is glaring at us because i kicked her off the chair i think
1: she wants to hear white boy summer again. she does
0: not want to hear white boy summer you can tell <laughs>
1: I've never seen her. <laughs> okay. So it's
0: been so the cat is so my cat is legitimately pissed because I kicked her off my computer chair, which has become our sleeping place for the last like three days. And she's just staring at us and it's kind of disturbing.
1: I think she wants a Chet Hanks yeah. poster in her room.
0: Now now what she doesn't realize is I could just drown her in a toilet and she keeps staring at me. And
1: she's staring. Isn't that right? Anyway, mm-hmm. that aside yeah, what's up? What's going on? How are things? Oh, you know, things are things. How um, was uh, shot number two? So, yes,
0: there's a little story there. So COVID shot. I had COVID shot number two. I am now immune. Mm-hmm. Well, in two weeks I'll be most uh, 95% immune for at least the next less than a year according to current data.
1: <laughs> Six months or so.
0: Six months. I go... <laughs> I go... Um, I'm <laughs> Not what? even gonna address it. I don't know. Someone found someone's weed card that's just sitting out there. It's a beauty. Well, <laughs> that's like it's like a driver's license picture from four years ago know, because of the, the hair. Ears. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> no, I'm sad.
1: It's just a, like a like white a boy, It's a white boy, summer. Anyway. Booty. Anyway. <laughs>
0: anyway. So I go, I go Tuesday to get my shot, and it's funny. So I go through no line. Monco. To get in at Monco. I go in. They take my temperature. Rectally? Rectally. Um, brought my own Vaseline. Brought my own thermometer because the ones they use are too small.
1: Oh, uh, okay.
0: I need something, you know, wider. Weird, it was like a tongue. Yeah, that's exactly. An, <laughs> it's a white boy's summer. The woman who takes my temperature goes, all right, they'll 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 get your information inside. And by inside, the second I go through these double doors, there's a person there. They'd look at my card and they go... They go, well, we don't have your vaccine today. Now, what's amusing here is this woman had a... It was a speech. It was a written speech, clearly a prepared statement, complete with pauses where I was supposed to say things like, this is fucking bullshit or <laughs> Dash. But she'd be like, yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. You know, your vaccine was not pulled today. There was a clerical error. Mm-hmm. Pause. We are aware that you got an email saying... That you would, this is your day, blah, blah, blah. And they were like three, pa- and it was weird because it was also long and it was like she was on a track and had to say the whole statement. Probably. So whatever. Happens. Shit yeah. happens. Shit it happens. Sucks. No problem. I leave. Um, as I was leaving, they actually had someone, there's that road that basically goes around the perimeter of yeah. Marco. Mm-hmm. Someone who was clearly, was at stopping people and checking their cards and telling them to leave because there's a whole bunch of people got booted basically. So, that's more of an inconvenience in the story. They were very good. Probably within three hours, I was rescheduled for Thursday. Show up Thursday. Long line. Not moving. Eventually, I noticed that... So, this isn't the person right in front of me. It's a couple that's in front of that person. Two people who are 12 feet away from me, if you obey social distancing rules. And it's an older woman and an older man. You know how sometimes old people... And by old, I mean... 60s. Older, 60s, yeah. People who are... They're old, but they're not... Probably not retired yet, or they just retired. Yeah, not like, okay. Not like...
1: Early 60s, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's... You know, like, older people will sometimes... They just complain constantly, and they'll even complain if you, like, apologize. So it's just this low-level complaint, and, you know, they're talking about the line of stuff, and it's, it's irritating. And it's sort of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing is... They tend, they're starting to get more and more overt about how pissed off they are. And I'm getting more and more excited because <laughs> there's probably going to be an incident. And as, as I decided, it turns out they were so slow because they rescheduled all the people. Yeah, I'm sure it's so yeah. And I think they alternate between first vaccine and second vaccine or something weird. It's uh, something okay. weird like that. But they had twice as many people. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for this woman to mouth off um, or her husband to mouth off. I'm to be honest. I'm trying to be diplomatic. It was the woman. <laughs> it was the woman. We, they get to a point. They start in on the woman.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The sheriff walks over and they shut up. <laughs> but then a Christmas... I was disappointed. I was disappointed. Mm. But then a Christmas miracle happened. <laughs> Ooh. They couldn't find their appointment. They weren't in the computer. It went on. It was a discussion. I couldn't hear what's happening. I start to get uncomfortable. As far as I can tell, the husband is the one who got booted, not the wife. Mm-hmm. The wife was supposed to come the next day. I don't. The wife was supposed to, I think, come the next day, and she didn't. So she just showed up. And it was like a bit of an argument. Then the person, I guess one of the people in charge goes, all right, it's okay. I fixed you. I fixed you. You know. Yeah. But it was like. They
1: don't want to turn people away, but yeah. yeah. People they are. They would have pulled a vaccine for you. Yeah, them. exactly. Again, I was a little disappointed. So, but I'm like, this woman up. is
0: like, <laughs> what, boy <boss, I'm> summer <laughs> So when you go through the doors, so basically, you know, they stop you and you enter this, the gym. Mm-hmm. It looks like a high school gymnasium area, not the very beautiful fitness center that Mako has that probably hasn't been used in months. No. And they let you go in and there are two co- tables that you go to where they, they look up your stuff. The woman who is two people ahead of me goes in. They let me in. She goes Her husband goes in. She goes in. That's two tables. hmm Then the guy in front of me goes in. Long wait. I go in. Woman is still at the table. <laughs> I get my vaccine, mm-hmm. which hurt like the dickens, mm. and she was still there and waited by fifteen minutes. I didn't really wait fifteen minutes; I left. Ooh, three. rebel. I was like, I, you know, if I die, I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't know if they just told her whatever Tuesday or whatever to stop her from arguing then. Maybe, but it was it was weird, but it was okay. I mean, I got it. Like Friday morning, as I said, I felt like deathly ill for. From when I woke up, which four a.m. usually mm-hmm. wake up four till about two p.m. and then I suddenly felt better. So, ooh, pineapple. Mm, yummy. Not much of a story, but it was a little adventure mainly because I was waiting for this woman to start doing shit, and um, I did it. the The sheriff was flirting with someone, one of the coeds, ooh. right before he saw something was happening, and came.
1: Uh, then the romance was over. Yeah. Oh. So, I might be giving out shots on Mother's Day. Oh, nice. Yeah. I haven't got a uh, confirmation email mm-hmm. back, but I might be one of the people Ooh. giving out the vaccine. Oh, nice. And I got an email back, be like, you know, it's Mother's Day. And mm-hmm. I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, that's uh, that would be um, interesting yeah, be on, yeah. uh, on my end. Trying to think if there's anything else. Like, it's been a few weeks, it's been at least three weeks since we recorded. Yeah, yeah it's April. April Fool's Day.
0: Yeah. Well, so the last podcast is almost done with the edit. And by almost done, I'm literally in the last minute. And I just have to put in the closing <laughs> song, and I just did not have the energy.
1: But, uh, that's all good. I've been really busy, too. Yeah. Like, I, this was going to be the weekend I was going to say to record anyway. So, yeah, but yeah, i trying to think of anything new with me. Just school. Um, I didn't drink for, like, six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. Yeah. And Now I'm having a couple beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really yeah. about it. Other than some white boy summer.
0: So let's. We want to talk about white boy summer. Sure. It's music related and yeah,
1: appalling. <laughs> I think it's kind of catchy. I think it is. Gonna... It's very catchy, unfortunately, <laughs> because I'm just going white boy summer. And that's what you're gonna you're gonna be like eight o'clock before you're gonna go to bed. And you're gonna be like white boy summer, and <laughs> you're gonna have booties bouncing in your head and. <sighs> Yeah, bodacious, a- bodacious boobies. So anyway, let's
0: so let's so white boy summer, Jamie. What is it?
1: Um, it's a song by Tom Hanks's third child, who apparently is a pos. I've heard. Uh-huh. Apparently, he. You? D- I don't believe it. <laughs> got brought up maybe on domestic charges. Uh-huh. I, could, I don't know. I have to research it a lot. I more. find that
0: the least surprising. But thing. Um,
1: I came across it on Consequence of Sound. I'm like, let me see this, and I honestly thought it was a joke Saturday Night Live yeah. sketch, and it is not. And people were like ripping how bad it was, and like how bad his Jamaican accent is at one point in time. But I think it's kind of catchy. It,
0: so unfortunately, <laughs> it is. So it's a song. It's White Boy Summer. I'm gonna look up to it. And he spelled it Hanks.
1: H A N X. Yeah, well, he used to go by something else, I think, and got in trouble.
0: Yeah, Hanks H A N K S, and Tom Hanks was like. Well I'll to be see honest,
1: you. he's pretty easy on the eyes. Yes, he's a good-looking yes. dude, but. And it's almost like... It's not a racist song whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's actually very, like, inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> very over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. And he has, like... St- he's trying to, like, sell his merch in the middle of the song with Stop the Hate and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, it's a catchy song. It's just kind of um weird that he put it out now when, like, this country's mm-hmm. on edge with race and and stuff. But, you know, whatevs. Oh, well,
0: there's no... Or, or personal life. Sorry, just give me a second here. I'm just seeing there, you know?
1: But, yeah... It's uh...
0: substance abuse, not surprising.
1: Well, he's drinking them from those Fodies and poured it well, on what some
0: the politics. Controversies, all right. Hanks has described himself as the black sheep of the family. No, <laughs> that's impossible. Due to the contrast between his public controversies and his father's clean cup image clean cut image as America's dad. Damned the hotel room for eighteen hundred dollars in damages, Entered uh, and a rehab for coke addiction. Known for speaking in a Jamaican patois with friends. This first garnered public attention in January 2020 when he accompanied his father to that year's Golden Globe ceremony. Videos videos of the event circulated on social media and Hanks was criticized by some for cultural appropriation. Protective order, domestic abuse, theft, got beat up. On March 26, 2021, Hanks posted a video on Instagram declaring a white boy summer. (laughs) Oh, there's a link to White Boy Summer. How exciting for us. While this video is mostly received with good humor... I made a face. Merchandise released by Hanks to capitalize on the... Oh, here's something interesting. Merchandise released by Hanks to capitalize on the expression's popularity was criticized for using a font similar to those favored by white nationalist groups. And White Boy Summer, just so you know, is a rap song about women, strip clubs, money, and online adult entertainment. It's said to be a reference to Megan Thee Stallion's "Hot Girl Summer" song. So here's our right, so let us dissect this. So it is Chet Hanks. Yes. Uh, having his white boy summer, and he is he is quite muscular.
1: Yeah, he's a he's built, a what nice call looked him, looked man. Bonk,
0: yeah. Um, wearing the Jamaican flag.
1: <laughs> I don't think he's Jamaican.
0: <laughs> I, I, he Jamaican is yeah. so, um,
1: <laughs> Jamaican. Oh, I like that.
0: That's like I think in a it's either if it's not a straight up in living color. Like, reference, it's it's a joke that Jamie Foxx made in a movie he was in or something <laughs> like that. I would not be
1: surprised.
0: There are these booties gyrating in his face and everything, but it's to such a comedic extent. They're,
1: like, hitting him in the face. I mean, they're hitting him in the
0: face and they're everywhere and they're women With jiggling their, their jubblies and, their, and their, their buns, which I hate that word as we know. <laughs> it is to such an exaggerated extent. It looks like an SNL sketch. Yeah, yeah. It reminds yeah. me actually kind of a Schlitz gay, if you remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Where they're like, <laughs> awesome, cool. <laughs> it's like horrifying, but hypnotic, and I keep thinking in my head, wow, there's someone. <laughs> so I guess it is somewhat effective, and indeed, he does wear the Jamaican flag at certain points. He uses the N-word. Yes. Which is
1: not okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I agree with that too. You're like, oh. I was like, ooh. And no. I just
0: watched the episode of Mad Men where one of the characters appears in blackface. Ugh. And very obvious. Put shoe polish on his face. Is terrible. It's it's of this time. And they actually have. It's the first. Not to go too much into so I'm rewatching Mad Men. The show I like a lot, even though at this point I'm mainly watching it. The scenes when they're in the office and the other stuff I kind of fast forward through. There's an episode where it's it's the Kentucky Derby. Mm-hmm. And it's the first show I think I ever saw where they have the cultural disclaimer at the beginning, where they're like, "This is racist, and we know it's racist, and we're showing it, and this is why." Okay. And I don't think I've personally seen that before. No, me neither. Um, it is it is a really bad, purposely offensive. It is the white boy summer of its day, Jamie.
1: The whole thing with blackface, like, when is that ever a good idea? Like, what? Like, I don't know. I just don't. Like, you always not not so much. Right at this minute, but there was a like a year or so back where it seemed like a bunch of politicians. Oh, it was
0: everyone was getting caught for having for, yeah, done like doing even if it
1: was like Halloween. Like it's just not a good idea. Yeah. Like remember when Ted Danzen did it when he was like married to or dating Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah, and that was a big deal, and mm-hmm. that was like in the nineties, mm-hmm. I think, as well. So I just don't understand what goes through someone's head. Like you know what would be funny? Huh. Like no, no. <laughs>
0: You know who probably the only white person to do blackface and not really have any consequences was?
1: Robert Downey Jr. What? Robert Downey Jr.
0: I get... No, so the only person... (laughs) That was in a movie, though, and it was done to... No, the real person. This sounds like a setup to a bad joke (laughs) or something. It's not. Howard Stern. Did he? He did, like, several times. Once he actually did it, he was making fun of the Whoopi Goldberg thing, but he did it... He used to do it a lot early on, and there's a documentary... It was about an African American. He was a DJ in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. And apparently, he's really popular. He had a public access show, and a young Howard Stern would go on in blackface. You know, there's video evidence and has been caught.
1: Yeah, I don't. Unless he would just owned up to it real quick, was like, "Yeah, it was for a comedic effect. Not that he that was kind matters of much, about but, but yeah. um, um, you just don't do that shit." That's or Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. No, I couldn't. Imagine. Probably cutting out
0: the first ten minutes of this podcast.
1: <laughs> So, well, speaking of all that awful stuff, I yeah. went to a a rally today. Yeah. Um I went to Royersford. Yeah. They were having uh like um Asian American Island uh Pacific or Pacific Islander um like discrimination mm-hmm. the how a lot of Asian Americans have been um targeted and discriminated against like mm-hmm. More lately than yeah. than ever, be- well than before. Mm-hmm. Although they, a lot of them were put in internment camps in yeah. World War Two, but anyway, it was a it was a really nice little rally. Like people came over and um, were like telling their side of the story, and it was it was actually like really really interesting, and it like they just did a really good job with it. One of the ladies was from King of Prussia, and she was just yeah. saying how like. King of Prussia was not very inclusive and welcoming. And know that's my hometown. Not that I thought they were like waving all yeah. every good flag, but it was it was very interesting to hear, you know, other people like I'm white, like mm-hmm. just hear other people mm-hmm. like talk about stuff. It I thought it was pretty good, and so I took Victor, and then Victor started playing on the playground. Mm-hmm. But it, it was a, it was a really nice time, and it was just really cool to just hear you know other people's mm-hmm. stories and just mm-hmm. think about other stuff, but. They just
0: interviewed... I just read an interview by, with Daniel Day Kim mm-hmm. of, you know, Jin. Yeah, I know who Hoss. he is.
1: He, I think, has been on a, a hospital show I've been watching. I think he's on New Amsterdam. He
0: produces a
1: hospital show, too, that I can't remember. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's him on um, New Amsterdam. I could be wrong, but he I thought... probably is, I think. Because I was like, that dude looks really familiar. And then I think I looked it up and it was like, oh, Jin from Lost. So. Yeah.
0: I went through a thing where I was looking at... Um, for some reason, I want to look at where are they now. Mm-hmm. You know the lost because yeah, it's they're... always good to see who had a career and who didn't.
1: And... yeah, like um, what's her face? Uh, I can't think. Evangeline Lily Yeah. The li- she was obviously a uh, wasp. Yeah. Dominic has been doing other stuff. Who's Dominic? Um, the little British dude. Though, Save Penny with the palm. I swear to God, I don't remember. Oh, um, Desmond. Yes. No, not Desmond. Oh, the, the, like, little... He was in another crap, too. He was in, like, uh, Lord of the Rings, I think. Oh, um... Dominic Monahan. Dominic Monahan, oh, All yeah. right, yeah. I forgot, yeah.
0: She was also in, uh, Evangeline Lilly was in... The Hurt Locker? Lord of the Rings, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. This has got to be the most boring fucking
1: podcast <laughs> ever. Let's talk about, uh, some more music. Mine are pretty short, and... Kind of yeah. thematic to what oh. we um, have been talking about. Buggin is was my. Was it the Good Doctor? No, for Jin. Yeah. No, he it was called New Amsterdam. Unless it's not him. They, they...
0: Ooh, I,
1: racist Jim.
0: Uh... Yeah, we're gonna be butchering
1: this.
0: Gonna <laughs> be like, it's gonna be like, hey, welcome to South. Well, now That's
1: I'm it. interested who it was because maybe I obviously mm-hmm. if he was on the Good Doctor, then it's a different show. Well, let's... I'll look right, them up in we'll a We'll later. So, Buggin'. Buggin'. Um, yes. They are for Chicago Four... Pre- feet, ugh, Chicago Four-Piece. They're off of Flat Spot Records. This came out in January. Off an EP called Brain Feet Freeze. They had a 2020 self-titled, t- self-titled demo. And they are female-fronted hardcore punk. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. I didn't think any of these two... These first two would be up your alley at all, well, but... one of them, all, yeah. So, anyway, Brain Freeze. Straight up punk rock hardcore, catchy riffs, Um, Brianna on folks, like, vocals just, like, spits lyrics in your face. I, I just think they're interesting. She's person of color, female, fronted mm-hmm. band. I just thought it was an um, interesting dynamic. Brain Freeze, cool song. Pretty short, I think two minutes. Yeah. And then they did um, a cover, Gratitude, which yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how freaking awesome this Beastie Boys yeah, I did song too, was. and it took me a second. You're like, wait, I was what like, song is this? Is this Sabotage? No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah. So, yeah, they cover Gratitude um, from the Beastie Boys. That was out in 1992. Oh, shit. It's not, like, super different from the song. It's done a little bit different. It's fun, um, and as I said, I just forgot how awesome the song was. But yeah, they're a really fun band. T- they're only two songs. It, it's like a good taste of what this band is like. Nothing like super like unique sound-wise about them, but they're tight and they do what they're doing really well. I just want to give a shout out to them, and they I don't know they seem like a really cool band, and I'm yeah. uh, looking forward to more material from them. So buggin'. I liked it. Like I said, I, it took me a second to register which Beastie Boys song it was. Yeah, I thought and it was Sabotage at yeah. first,
0: and then I'm like, oh, Gratitude. I was like, oh, all right. But yeah, I liked it. Who to do first. So it, it sort of works out that the two bands I'm doing are, in a way, like sort of mirror images of each other. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Kind of. I guess, well, I'll explain why. It'll make more sense. Well, so. mine kind of overlap mm-hmm. as well.
0: So I think we're going to start with Mary Bell. Bellatrix... Uh um, Is that French? It is. <laughs> uh, Bellatrix, Bellatrix is female warrior. Boudica was a Welsh queen who stood up to the Romans mm. in 60 AD or CE if you prefer. Oh, okay. And then got killed by the Romans because they were the Romans. And she yeah, they're... But anyway, so she's a fierce female warrior. And of course, Mary Bell is a Parisian punk band, yes. named after a British serial killer from the 60s. Mm-hmm. Mary Bell's a bit unique, I feel, for, if not our podcast entirely, at least for my reviews, in that this is a band that the entirety of their career has sort of been featured on this podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty they much. They
0: their LP, Way Back When, History on, which was their first full-length, I think, or maybe it was an EP. I don't remember. But this is their second LP. Bellatrix mm-hmm. Boudicca. I am
1: paying attention to you. I'm trying to figure out who mm-hmm. the one dude is. And this came out April 2nd. What can I say?
0: We'll get out, you know, sort of
1: the... It was him. Oh. So I was right. Sorry, Mary Mary Bell, go ahead. Not racist, that's good.
0: (laughs) 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 It's funny. It would have been really bad if you were like, oh.
1: (laughs) Oops, (laughs) totally off. Okay, so Mary Bell, sorry. Mary
0: Bell. Because I've been able to sort of focus in on, like, the entirety of their career on, like, some Mm. bands that I've reviewed. Be able to speak to certain things, they definitely have an evolution in their sound. The hallmarks are all there, which is essentially modern-day Riot Girl. And lyrically, it's very reminiscent of, you know, bands like 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 Bikini Kill or you know anything from that
1: early scene. Yeah, they're kind of like Riot Girl Garage Punk. Yes.
0: Uh, incidentally, um, the Olympia scene, Riot Girl scene. The sound evolved basically because no one knew how to play bass or owned a bass in the beginning. So that's why those bands aren't really bass heavy. Makes if sense. they have basses at all, so they had to like like twin guitars to sort of fill in the noise. Huh, interesting. Um anyway, that's neither here nor there. So yeah, very right, girl lyrics. In this uh the the guitars in this album are heavier and fuzzier than previous albums. You have dissonant notes, you have a lot of repeated riffs, which are sort of hallmarks of this. Um, a lot more fuzz. Yeah, and I noticed the fuzz a general, lot. in general, a lot more speed. So it's good. It gives them a new, unique sound. It's not so good in that the vocals are low in the mix. Mm-hmm. That combined with the sort of distortion-heavy music make the song very difficult to parse out what they're saying.
1: Yeah, I could see Especially
0: them. if you got old band ears such Ruh. as myself. It's bad So it makes it somewhat difficult to kind of review the album as well, because all the songs do have a lot of similarity, which yeah. isn't a bad thing in this case, which we'll talk about later another thing. Okay. But you know, there are bands that have, we'll say a thing, they have a certain sound. Yeah. And this is their sound. And it opens with Consent, um, lead, you know, leading into Minimaw, which are both very frantic, almost heart attack inducing songs. There are some slower songs, like Dog on a Leash or Turning Tables, which is the longest song of the album at four minutes and 14 seconds Mm -hmm. you'd be hard-pressed to find a song this album that was over two minutes yeah and most of them a few of them are under one
1: my speed
0: yes my (laughs) speed sacrificed and naughty donut (laughs) they're the movers and the shakers you can't even catch your breath at times especially with sacrificed when are they breathing (laughs) because it seems like it's just an endless string of lyrics you know maybe they have gills Maybe. Maybe it's cleveretic. I don't know. Maybe they're lizard people. Um, One song, at least, just to show the evolution of the song Some Friends Are. Some Friendships Are Meant to End actually has harmony in it, which is very unique. Salt and Mask starts out slow and builds to this strong intensity. But all this is inconsequential, Jamie. (laughs) Because we are possibly faced with the end of music because the most perfect song ever written. Yes, which I texted you. Yes, is on this album. It's a great song. So it's a little ditty called Cat Opera. Now, number one. It's the third song in the album. I know, but number one, awesome name. Awesome name, yeah. In and of itself, it would be my favorite song, and I could have probably never listened to it. if It's just like, I just bought like It's just
1: Cat Opera. And second,
0: it is an awesome song. Yeah, it's a good song. It sounds good. It has like the sinister guitars in the beginning. It has energy... And it seems to be, at first, about either being a cat or possibly turning into a cat. Yeah, it's something weird like and that. And it eventually turns into just meowing <laughs> and caterwauling um, in the last minute and hissing. And it's this really weird, psychedelic fucking <laughs> And it's, it's fucking, I don't know what I'm listening to, but I listen to it again it's and great. again and again. It literally, I think it's about it's turning a cat into a cat. opera. Yes. Which is what, the only thing I want in the world is to be a member of the cat opera.
1: Mm, me too. That's mm. no, it's a great song. Yes. And the, I listened to it a while ago. I haven't listened to it in a couple weeks. But yeah, when I first listened to it, that's when I text you. I was like, mm, the new Mary Bell is yeah. quite good. And then you're like, how about that cat opera? Yeah. And I was like, meow. Meow.
0: So it's really good. And cat opera, like, I feel like it's a bit of a, a thematic departure in that it's a lot more um, light. Mm-hmm. And a lot of other songs.
1: It's um, one of the most different songs on the album, I would say. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. And but overall, it's a very good album. You know, very you know you. you I really like Pop like your head. It has a very fast. Good album to exercise to, mm. or turn into a cat, or possibly give yourself a tongue bath. Like I do. Ooh. Love.
1: Sassy. Yes,
0: yeah, sassy. The French just have a, a word for. Some S and M.
1: Some saucers and milk.
0: <laughs> anyway, so that's that's Mary Bell Belletrix
1: Boudica. What was the other one? The Mice and Biting Down Mice. <laughs> biting Down Mice. That's the best, yeah. Biting Down Mice. there's a... Uh, I watched the... Uh, what the hell is it called? On Saturday Night Live. Um, it's like the cat rescue lady. Yeah. It's pretty funny. We're old. I can't even like think of who does yeah. it. It's, it's the, Kate McKinnon. Yes, Kate McKinnon. And she has a
0: series of them where she's the cat rescue lady. Yeah. And, them. and she does one when they did their first lockdown show. Yes. Where it's... Her in her house, and it's just her cat. And, like, at one point, she put a fake mustache in front of her cat's head to make him a different cat. And stuff like that. This
1: cat's and, into and Biting Dead Mice. Yeah. And what's the other one? Like,
0: she's into nipple torture and, like, tickle play. <laughs> yeah. It's just these really horrific things. Yeah, now. they're, they're yeah, amazing. Biting Dead Mice is the best. No <laughs> was a sausage and milk. Anyway...
1: Uh, my next one is move freedom dreams uh, EP that came out in February of this year off of triple B they're out of uh, boston boston hardcore and in their band camp they are trying to represent the black experience in hardcore movement or, sorry in the hardcore scene. They are named Move. Can you do you know why they are named Move? After the Move bombing. Yeah. Yep, they are named after the nineteen eighty 1980 Move, nineteen eighty five Move bombing in Philly, which had killed eleven people, burned down sixty five houses. I didn't realize it was sixty five houses. I didn't realize houses. it
0: was sixty five either. I, I mean, there are a lot of row stuff.
1: homes, but like yeah. still, that's still freaking. There was like a whole block they blew up. Yeah. Of like a, a black militant collective. I don't really remember much of it because I was a little too young. Did you live in Pennsylvania then? No, I remember. I remember when it happened. I remember, This is what I remember. That was Years young.
0: later, Wilson, Good, and Frank Rizzo, when Frank Rizzo was running for mayor, mm-hmm. having a debate, and them talking about it. Yeah, it's... And then later horrific. there was like, I listened to a podcast on it a couple of years ago, but I don't remember much.
1: About yeah, it. I want to research it again more, but it, it, everything that you go back and revisit a little bit, it's just like terrible. It's yeah. amazingly bad. And I think
0: Wilson was the ma- might have been the mayor at the time And Frank Rizzo was the chief of police, I
1: believe. One of the, yeah. I know Rizzo definitely had a... Yeah. So anyway, move, Freedom Dreams. This, I believe, they had a 2024 song demo out. So I think this is like their first kind of debut EP. Um, and it's like a, about their stance on cops, prison, society, you know, all those uh, fun... Subjects. Mm -hmm. Um, So it starts off with a Beyond Reform, and it's like this heavy, angry, furious song, bounding Mm. drum and bass guitar in your face about the police in this country and how like the current reforms haven't done shit and like shit needs to change. Next song, House of Cards, um, has this like really cool groove guitar and bass work. It's heavy, in your face, um, and it's talking about the troubles with capitalism and society in general. Freedom Dreams a guest vocalist I believe on this dream from Brianna from the prior band Buggin she oh, actually wow. was uh, one of the, the guest vocalists so it's more this song's pretty much like keep fighting for progress this of the is black my race song the yeah it's a really good song yeah just like keep fighting for the progress of the black race in this in society kind of have like a, a groove metal like mad ball uh-huh. uh, feel to it really good song really powerful righteous uh, righteous unrest and it starts with, like, a news clip of a, a, a guy talking about the police, the riots, and how, like, you can't, they can't depend on the police anymore to protect them. And just how, like, they're scared of the police. It's, it's interesting. And, like, it, and it's with this, like, really angry, just sick of the bullshit and how the law has just been getting away with, the, like, brutality mm-hmm. of years. Which is kind of funny. Like, not funny. It's 2021. And, like, I would... Most of the bands I was listening to in the early 90s, it's like they were singing about this, yeah. and it's like the same still shit like going on. And it ends with Identity. The drum work is really cool, really f- fun to listen to, tight as shit, um, like just brutal hardcore. Mm-hmm. They don't really vary the sound too much. Um, it's a pretty straight-up mm-hmm. hardcore band. But they, uh, their lyrics are very well mm-hmm. written, obviously, about society and politics mm-hmm. and just like how, like having their temper- their finger on the... Mm-hmm. Pulse of what's going on in the in the inner cities and in the country in general. Yeah. It's heavy. It's angry, and it's just saying how nothing has really changed, mm-hmm. and you just got to keep fighting the yeah. good fight. So that is Move Freedom Dreams, and uh, I dig it. Check it out. Yes. All right. All right. So I'm gonna grab another beer while you, uh, unless you have a little story to tell. Yeah. You just sitting uncomfortable, <coughs> tapping yes. your foot. Hmm.
0: But anyway, to go back to Lost, for some reason, even if it's someone I don't care about, like, personally,
1: mm-hmm. I always like to
0: see that people are doing good.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
0: And for the most part, most of the people who are main cast, I feel like, have have decent careers. Mm-hmm. I forgot that What's-His-Name-Who-Played-Jack was uh, up on Domestic Abuse.
1: I forgot about that. Fox, right? Uh... Uh, Matthew Fox? Yeah, yeah.
0: And Don McMonahan said, yeah, he's a piece of shit. And really? He, yeah, apparently. So he, although he did retire, I think, from acting work rec- yeah. before that. But, yeah, they're all doing good, like... You check in with them. You're like, hey, check, hey like, like, Henry and Cusack, who was uh, Desmond. hmm I think a lot of them do, like, doing all right. A lot of them do...
1: I know Sawyer was doing shit. He was doing, like, a Sawyer like,
0: like, three or four series. Yeah. Ben...
1: I yeah. think there's a lot of
0: theater. Pers- he had like a series, a um, Person of
1: Interest, I think. Which was, was on for
0: a while. Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of theater. And stuff like that. Um, do you remember Rousseau?
1: The French woman? She died. She died, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. See, I know my yeah. shit. I check in with the bros. Mm. <laughs> so that's
0: my way of saying we're gonna talk about the rag shakers. Yeah. Another band we did
1: previously. Yeah.
0: Uh the rag shakers are out of Portland, Oregon. It's a two piece. Formerly a three-piece.
1: I was going to say, I noticed from the the band camp pictures, only two of them. Yeah, and then,
0: so I went back and looked, yeah, they're indeed a three-piece, at least for the last album, the last one we reviewed. This is Coffin Shakers, or Coffin Buddies, or I forgot to write down the name. Coffin something. Coffin
1: Boffin. I think it might be Coffin Shakers. So anyway, Coffin Shakers, we'll fix it. Um, I'll check it. All right. You can keep going.
0: And uh, the Rackshakers are sort of a—I think they term themselves ghost folk.
1: They're I like ghost folk. I ghost thought that was folk
0: pretty band. cool. A queer folk noir Americana band. This album very heavy on Americana.
1: Yeah. Much more than the last album. Well, it makes sense with being a two-piece. Yeah. Coffin buddies. Coffin buddies. Okay. It's like a stand-up cello cellist. Yeah. Or basis. You almost wonder
0: if they like play. I think it's a basis, stand-up yeah. bass if it's two people who live together and they just during shutdown maybe
1: but it almost sounds like it could have been that way because so yeah this is
0: a very it's a very we'll say clean sounding album where and like i said there's a lot of juxtaposition that can happen with um mary bell where mary bell is a very fuzzy album this is a very sharp album as far as it goes um, somewhat minimalist Uh sometimes to its detriment the lyrics are probably the strongest part of this Mm -hmm. album and it opens with train sounds which is one of the more musically diverse albums there's a harmonica a choo-choo train and you know a lot of these songs seem to be about dead people or ghosts mm-hmm. or ghosty dead people or it does have a devil. haunting atmosphere yes, haunting. the theremin is used yeah so how do you play
1: one i i would love to learn the theremin i don't know do you, is it a like do you blow on it? Do you? No, I think it's like uh, is it a percussion? Like what? It's not percussion. It'd be. I meant to look that up. I thought I thought of this before I fell. asleep. I was listening to it and then fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that it was bad. It's uh, just the, the you know it's not I like. Know, it's that's a good
0: question. We're gonna look that up for the next yeah. time. would Be like
1: how to play the theremin. And then I was like, oh, I'm sleepy. I was up at five a.m. No, oh, I was up at four. Oh, good for you. Mm, yes, it is. I was boxing then, six a.m. Ah, uh, the gym.
0: You know, I was there at six a.m. Nothing I can talk about. This <laughs> yeah, I was, probably. I was probably taking a shit actually, which <laughs> I should also shouldn't talk. About. I don't use issue because certainly the rag shakers are better at playing instruments than I'll ever be, mm-hmm. which I isn't say. saying much. <laughs> no, but I think they play their. There of. is a very long stretch of songs in this album that are way too samey for my taste, and it kind of makes it. It makes it very difficult to stay engaged.
1: Um, hence Why I Fell Sleep. I think it's a very good, I don't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. but I kind of agree with you there. It's almost, they. it should have been like seven songs. Yes. Um, I would
0: even go less, actually. Yeah. Because
1: uh, they're really good at what they do, but yeah, yeah it kind of starts sounding mm-hmm. a little bit similar. I mean, there is a
0: stretch of almost, I wrote this down. I felt like eight or nine song, an eight or nine song block in the middle when it's very much the same. And like I said, like plenty of bands have a thing, they have a sound, mm-hmm. but this it, it just it was hard to stay engaged. I mean, individually, any one of these songs is good. Yeah. All in a block is on. Now it does pick up again towards the end. Like, towards the end said, with Stark Raving Mad. Yes. Which which only song they have percuss Only song in on the album that has percussion. Yeah, in it. I didn't notice that. Eat Your Soul, which is. Fun, for lack of a better word, even though mm-hmm. it's about demons and ghoulies and stuff, but it has a, a fun energy. Yeah. So, and the final song is actually um, Black Moon, which, which we talked about previously. Yeah, yeah. And again, not the, the Black Moon. I can't talk today. The Black Moon of Nutari, mm, yes. that only creatures align with Kisis, the Queen of Darkness, and okay. the Black Mages of Kryn gather their powers. All right, nerd. And Rastlin, the Master of Present and Future, <sighs> past and present. I don't know. Anyway. d that's That's cool and all.
1: Mm. Shakers.
0: So anyway, my thought is with this album, if it was a four or five song EP, it would be a great album. Mm-hmm. It's just a little too, it's a little too much to take in one session, which I know is not how a lot of people listen to albums anymore. True. I do. Most of it, sometimes.
1: I, I, yeah, I really liked it. And I wasn't, like, talking smack that I fell asleep, but, like, uh, I got, like, six songs in, and I just kind of fell asleep. Mm-hmm. And um, But I, hadn't, I was very tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> On top of that, some of the songs just start kind of running together. Yeah. Um, not per se they're a bad song. It might be something where I'd only have to listen, I'd only want to listen maybe four yeah. songs at a time, mm-hmm. give it some rest. But I thought it was really good. I think they're really different. Yeah. Um, and that's what I like about yeah. them.
0: And that would be the Shakers. A um, few other little musical notes. Sure. Actually, no, you have another band. I have one more yeah, band. Yeah, do your other
1: band. And, I'll talk about um, and my last band is Shine. Stare into the Sun. I think it was out on Torn Light Records. This came out um April. And they're a four-piece out of Seattle. Do you remember Regional Justice Center? Yes. It's people from them. I know, I saw... Um, and were you like, what? That's not what uh, I expected. Yeah,
0: I saw go ahead continue um
1: and another band called new gods which are out of seattle as well and they are shoegaze dream pop little bit of psych um they had the, they said their influences are my bloody valentine and primal scream and you can definitely tell yes
0: yeah i saw that and i was very surprised it wasn't like bah, 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 like frank uh, I'll just say, when, it was, when Shine would open up, it was very proggy, and I was like, You're like what? I was waiting for it. Nah, like I yeah. it before, I was waiting for the...
1: No, nah, and it never came. So this is their debut EP, Um and I think it's really good. Yes. It sounds like um, someone unearthed it from the 90s, almost. Uh-huh, yeah. So it starts off with Shine, and it's um, this big, loud guitar riffs, like reverb, muffled vocals. Um, it reminds me of, of nothing, if it was just more reverb and almost like a louder, bro- broader sound, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Uh, my favorite song on the EP is Stare Into The Sun. My favorite song of the it's EP. It's kind of like, I can't explain the very beginning of it. It's kind of like just shaky. Like, it reminds me of an an 80s song I can't put my finger on, like The Cure or yeah. uh, something like that. And it's very reverb, like this tuned up, out of tune kind of guitars, very 90s. It has like a My Bloody Valentine's feel to it really catchy guitar riffs that just like hook you right in and there's it's really cool it's pretty catchy i really like it i think it is the standout of the ep heaven's gate is like uh, this mellow dream pop that just kind of goes with the flow kind of echoey and trance like vocals um, and lovely death is pretty much a shoegaze song with 90s alt riffs and i really dig it it's Shoegaze dream pop that I keep coming back to, and I, every time I hear it, I hear like different riffs that kind of hook me back in. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a really good debut this- EP. Um, I'm very interested in hearing more from this band. I mm-hmm. think they could if, like, I, I think they could be putting out some really cool yeah, stuff.
0: It's I really like this album. A lot. It reminded me of you talking about the '90s. Mm-hmm. It did. Remind, there's a group of like '90s artists who were sort of outside the whole post grunge wave. Yeah. To bring up two podcasts in a row. A bit reminiscent of bands like the Dandy Warhols.
1: Yeah, I could see that. And they like type of
0: music, My Bloody Valentine. Anyway, I saw they referred to you know Poppy. Yeah, definitely. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I liked it a lot. I want to go back and circle and listen a couple more times.
1: Yeah, it's really good. I think I might actually buy the EP. This was the first thing I picked out to listen to, and then I couldn't really find that much stuff, so that's why I went with like some other EPs. But yeah, I really, I really like this. It's good stuff. So check it out. It was, it was not what I was expecting from Regional Justice Center. Like, they pre, pretty much said, they're like, yo, check out our other members, yeah. um, uh, shoegazing band. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, those, those guys, like, there's a bunch of members of that, and they just have a bunch of different, like, side projects and other bands well, going it's on.
0: it's weird, like, how those are, like, and I'm thinking, I can't think of the songs. There's the one, um, it's not Guided Voices because it's LCD town system.
1: There's the one, like, who's
0: the All the Dead Girls Love Me.
1: Oh, um, like Black Audio, um, Black AFI, Davey Havoc stuff yeah. it's really And there's good. another
0: band, I can't remember that, a side project, Black Look Audio. at
1: Ceremony, yeah. though, you yeah. know, like how Ceremony changed to pretty yeah. much, uh, not that style, mm-hmm. but um, kind mm-hmm. of like New Wave-esque. Yeah. Uh. So what else you got? <sighs>
0: um, not really got, I, I do want to talk about something with you. I was released a, uh, they did a cover,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Tales of My Lost Love, which is a cover of a 60s female species which okay. was like a duo from the 60s, so it's a song of theirs. Probably, La is so close to their sound anyway, you know, I don't know that it would have known it was a cover. <laughs>
1: That's
0: but cool. What I want to talk to you about is uh, the Men Who Rule the World. Yes. Garbage. So Garbage released a single off their new album. It's like five minutes long. Coming it was, it was out. pretty yeah. long. And I was curious to think, see what you think about it.
1: Um, So I only listened to it once. When wanted to get released, like... Beginning of April or yeah, late March. It's the beginning of
0: April or end of March.
1: I didn't know what to think at first. Like the first minute of the song, mm-hmm. and then it starts turning into a garbage song, I would yeah. say. Very political, mm-hmm. which they've always kinda they've been going that yeah. way. Not like not like hit yourself mm-hmm. in the face political, but um I thought it was really interesting. They're moving away from the little bird whatever they their last album was. Was it Little Birds or something? Strange Little Birds. Strange Little Birds. To more Blood for Poppies, whatever that. Is. Oh, um, Just Garbage, I think. Uh, free Like Me. No. Blood um, and Free. <laughs> I, don't remember. I think there's Beautiful
0: Garbage. It's not that one. No. That's the one that I. Um...
1: Anyway, they're moving more, I think, towards that. Mm-hmm. That's what it reminded me of. Like, if I had to fit that into an album, I would have put it on that album. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it. It's, I, I didn't know what to think of it in the very beginning. It's almost like two songs at, the, yeah. th- at times. And I really like the second part more than mm-hmm. the first part. But I only listened to it that once. Mm-hmm. But I, I really enjoyed it. I was, I'm kind of interested to see, like, it seems like they do not give a fuck right yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's They're just putting out what they want to put out mm-hmm. and how they're feeling at the time. And I think they really want to be a part of some, like, things. Like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they've and they, Which they always have been. So I just think they want to be vocal about that. And I, I really like it. I'm looking forward to um, them putting out a full-length album.
0: Was it Not Your Kind of People? Yes. Yeah. I was the same way. I listened, the first time I listened to it, I did not know what to think, especially in the beginning.
1: I'm not trying to smell it. Whatever but, you um, came out of whatever orifice of yours. The bad one. Oh, that the, the, the dirty donut. Ugh.
0: That's weird. It's a side effect of the COVID vaccine. Uh, then heart, you must heart- have like COVID. Uh... They gave me three. <laughs> now, um, I didn't know what to think at first, too, but then it stuck with me. I was going around afterwards going...
1: Violator. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, when it yeah. kind of really like when once that chorus kicks in, you're like, "Oh, like like it, mm-hmm. it does hook you in, but you're like, yeah. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what I think of this." Mm-hmm. Like the first minute I was like, "I don't I didn't think it was bad. I was just I just didn't know and what so to think it of it." It sounds like like
0: a very a very obscure B-side of theirs from one yes. of their early albums because I there's could a lot of like too. looping. Like it's more sampled. And yeah, it's very, it's very much a throwback to the kind of like when they were like a lot more electronic oriented, a lot mm-hmm. less guitar driven. I'm anxious to see what this album. Yeah, once like, do
1: you hear any release date or anything? Uh,
0: June twelfth, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's coming out soon. Yeah, they do. Um, I appreciate this, even though it's bad. In the second verse, when they're talking about leaving the earth and they're bringing all these animals. They say, like, let's take all the animals, let's take all the squid. They use squid so they can rhyme it with kid.
1: And I didn't I'm even like, notice. It's been I a while. noticed
0: it because I listened to it right before you came. And I was like, that's a really bad fucking rhyme, but <laughs> I like it. And I think it's this video is, oh, the doo 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 doo.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a video by, I guess, he's a Peruvian artist.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. It reminded uh, me of, like Monty Python um, a Little or, uh, not.
0: Or uh, White Boy Summer.
1: <laughs> no. Pink Floyd, the wall, when they're um like have the animation when it's like the big ass Mm -hmm. and stuff.
0: What if White Boy Summer was in the style of that, or
1: (laughs) rather, you just did a super cut
0: and it was you pretty pretty much could you could
1: have like the judge doing as the boobs like. No,
0: it was an article that came out like a couple weeks ago on Garbage, Mm -hmm. and essentially talking about how Garbage was like ten years ahead of the curve through their entire career. True, it makes a lot more sense, and they're like. This is what bands are doing now. Garbage did this on their second album. This is what they're doing now. This yeah, is what they did this album.
1: Yeah. Did you listen to um, Turn Out of Punk, Liz Fair. I haven't listened to it yet. So no. Liz Fair is talking about being on how they were supposed a to tour with Garbage uh-huh. and um, uh, Alanis. Uh-huh. Cause it's all about like her being punk rock, and she's like, I'm not really that punk rock, but I liked punk rock, mm-hmm. and like she's like, I find she says she's like punk adjacent, and yeah. I, I kind of agree with her there. The most punk tour was I was gonna be on, and Garbage is one of the most punk bands, yeah. and like she was just like going on about like how much she loves Garbage and stuff, yeah. and like Liz Fair is like really fucking cool. I have she's to say. really funny. <laughs> if
0: you listen to I, we talked, we're going all over the place today with other people's podcasts. <laughs> So Shirley Manson did that song "The Jump," that podcast. The yeah, Jump. I
1: listened to it a couple times. If you listen
0: the Liz Fair one, she's Liz Fair really funny. Liz Fair like hilarious. hilarious. I love her. She's really like personable. She's fun. That's a good one. Like that one and the Peaches one are both really good ones to listen to. She likes
1: to smoke the weed too, cause she'd be like, "Yeah, my my son says I smoke too much weed." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, oh yeah. I don't know. I think Liz Fair great. Yeah. I love but, her. Yeah, um, Until she puts her demon curse on you. Well, I was
0: just saying her eyes are devil eyes. Her well, she was talking about beautiful. how
1: she looks out into the crowd. Well, I read that in the book, yeah. And how she just, like, like when, as the older she's gotten, like, she just, like, really, really likes it. Because she's saying she hates bands that, like... Play shit or just like act like assholes, and Mm -hmm. she's like, "No, people are there to see you. Like, yeah, like you don't have to do everything for your band, but like they're there. Like, why, why do you want to be an asshole? Like, so she's like, I look out into the the crowd and just Mm -hmm. you know enjoy everybody Mm -hmm. that's in. And I'm like, and then putting hexes. Well, remember, (laughs) we will go
0: back. Wow, this is the garbage episode. When we saw the version 20.0 or whatever they call it 20 years. Yeah. When Shirley Manson's talking, she says something to the effect of. Yeah, you know, like I like to talk to a band like my, the crowd I uh, talk because it's like it'd be a creepy date <laughs> if we didn't talk. And critics, you know, a lot of critics say I talk too much and did you? goes but fuck them.
1: Yeah, and it's that's, true. Yeah, it's
0: weird. Anyway, one last thing. Okay. Uh, because a, a large swath of this podcast right. is going to be edited out because it just doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. Mm. I watched a movie. Mm. Puppet Master.
1: Oh, you did watch it. Ooh. Very mm. it's going <laughs> to shock you. Okay.
0: Not the highest production values. Mm. I was reading, and I'm looking up something now because there's something very important with Puppet Master. Um, before I continue. So I guess there are something like 10 Puppet Master movies. Oh, God. The combined budget of all 10
1: movies? $10.
0: $4 million. For, <laughs> Holy
1: shit. Yeah. It's exactly. actually quite impressive. Um, for for being a, a known established movie. Yeah. Like, I saw this movie years ago. As I said, I worked in a really like I saw low it on quality. Prism. You used to be yeah. on Prism all the time. It's, that was like a lo- before there was Comcast and stuff. When there was actual cable companies. Yeah. And,
0: and I don't know if you remember. It is very so. It's a very much a B movie. You can tell because all the stars are too ugly to be may main, have mainstream. <laughs> it's horrible to say, but the plot's like fucked up. So in the beginning, it's Andre Toulon played by William Hinckley. Okay, you know William Hinckley as he's the uncle. With the bad hair piece in Christmas Vacation, Uncle Louis. Oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um,
0: He's also in. Michael My 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 Blue Heaven. No, My Blue Heaven. Yeah, is a really good, is a funny movie. It's actually about Henry Hill. Oh, it's about Henry. It's Henry Hill after he went to witness protection. Oh, okay. But he won an Oscar for Pritzi's Honor. So this dude who's in has a cameo in this movie. Is an Oscar winner. That's crazy. Later. It takes place. It's in. Well,
1: the, um, what's his face in Blood Rain? Um, guy who played Gandhi. Oh fucking!
0: Um, I, can't well, I can't remember his name. Um, never said no to a paycheck.
1: I want to say Omar Sharif, but that's no, totally Omar wrong. Sharif, just died. Up. <laughs>
0: Look him up. I can't think.
1: He was in uh, Iron Man. 3 He's in too. everything.
0: He doesn't. Why well, can't I remember? His, uh, is it? It's Ben something? No.
1: I don't know. Oh, that sucks getting old. It's like the senior moment. I, I can't even spell Gandhi. Glenko <laughs> It's always
0: bad when you have to you have to find the easiest word to spell that you can sort of backtrack through links. <laughs> now I'm just waiting. Yeah, you might wait a while. I'm um gonna... It starts out with it's like nineteen thirty nine and Andre Tulan Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, yes. Sir Ben Kingsley, Manta knight. <laughs> Much like uh Paul Hogan in The Incredible Mr. Dundee. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, while Prince Philip was still alive, yes. So it starts out with Andre Toulon, and it's like 1939, and the Nazis are coming for him.
1: He turns himself on the the toy or something. Not yet. No. Okay.
0: They're coming for him because he has these puppets. Now, Nazis. We all know the Nazis. History's greatest villains. Do you know the one thing? And and pieces of shit. And pieces of shit. <laughs> Let's not forget people. that. <laughs> You know the one piece of clothing you probably need to let Pete, your audience know that your that your bad guys are Nazis. You Usually have a swastika. Yep, there you go. <laughs> not these two Nazis. They had
1: the Iron Cross, didn't they? No,
0: not you in this. Know that? No, so it's not. I'm not talking about the puppet. The two oh. actual Nazis come to find Andre Toulon. Okay. And but they're not. They don't have swastika. They're just dudes in black trench coats. Oof. Poor production values. Yes, like I get you. And Andre Toulon knows they're coming, and he has the secret of creating these puppets. And he hides them. He takes out a gun, and he shoots himself. Way back in the day, kids, you could have plastic guns that looked somewhat like real guns. When I was in kindergarten... I found
1: one of mine. Yeah? It's crazy. was pop guns, kind of. Yeah. When I was
0: in kindergarten, I had a cowboy revolver. So did I. That was reminiscent of a real revolver, but also an obvious toy. That's what Andre Toulon pulls out. (laughs) The very same fucking toy revolver I had as a child. And... Blows his brains out. Now this is where it gets weird. That's not the weird part. Okay. Modern day, all four main characters are fucking psychics, and that's the It's psychics who are coming to this hotel where one of the other psychics died. There's this one psychic, like they these two psychics who do sex research. God. And the one, like one of them is this woman. She's like, oh, Clark Gable and Olivia De Havilland had sex on this. Big. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the quality and they're all ugly they're all really bad actors I think um, we need to make our own movie and I, I, I'm like I missed out we could totally make a movie
1: yeah we totally can
0: I, I'm still not fucking clear what went on in this movie the puppets don't appear until like halfway through that's the other <laughs> weird thing Andre Toulon was the last alchemist and you discovered the secret of, lo- of resurrection and that's mm. why he I made mean the puppets and I can't get past it. Nothing makes fucking sense. And this woman is like almost having an, a bad orgasm on the bed uh, because Clark Cable was there. And all uh. I know is there's like 10 of these movies. And God help mm. me, I'll be watching all of them and talking about them.
1: Did you watch uh, Falcon and Not Winter Soldier? No. I watched the first episode last night. It was yeah. okay. I'm interested in watching more of them. So.
0: I will eventually. I needed a break after. I felt like I did nothing but watch.
1: I did nothing but schoolwork, so like it was just yeah. fair. Like I was, st- yeah. catching up on my hospital shows, my Grey's yeah. Anatomy and um, New Amsterdam. Well, those the things
0: I went like a really long stretch of, either like working or watching like Marvel type shit. I yeah. needed something that I didn't have to think about, and that's why I was watching sketch shows because you can kind of watch them. There's no real expectation to follow plot.
1: Here's a a weird just. We're at an hour mark, but just before we go, if you were to do another podcast, uh-huh. what would you do it on? Like, if you could, if you were like, man, I could do a podcast on that. I could talk about that shit for hours. What could it be?
0: I have one. This is my idea, and I'm going to do it at some point. Okay,
1: no. I'm, I'm, so get
0: this, 100% true. Okay. It's called The Red Shirt Star Logs, an erotic podcast about Star Trek The
1: Next Generation.
0: That would be cool. And I'd uh, probably be on movies, though. I mean, honestly,
1: if it was going to be at this, why? What would you do? I would do a Grey's Anatomy yeah podcast. Mm-hmm. But I don't know anybody else that has watched so much as I did. But I could straight like talk about that show for hours. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure. Of mine. I don't talk about it much on here, mm-hmm. but I could like seriously. I'm. I would love to listen to like a Grey's Anatomy. Got, there are
0: people out there. Who I know, are but so like.
1: Next time you go on your phone, Grey's Anatomy is gonna pop up because it just like records everything. So I have all these like pop up shit come on, and so I'll read like these dumb articles are like the ten best characters never developed well by Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> yeah. and then I'll read the comments and people will be like, Bew! and I was like, ah, oh, these well, people the thing, <laughs> are for, terrible. For that, when it's like the ten best characters, but is it
0: is there a tag that's like number four will blow your mind. yeah, and
1: you're like, no way, really. Mark mm-hmm. and I were talking about that. I'm like, I would straight do a Grey's Anatomy podcast, yeah. but I have to find a Grey's buddy, and um, yeah, no, I don't think I am. So, yeah, I am or would either. want to. I'd <laughs> 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 be me just talking like, yeah. oh, um, I yeah. can't believe it. Yeah. Well, I think we're gonna wrap this. One yeah, up. yeah, it went a little long, but that's okay, and um, hopefully, we'll get um a little move on. We have both been pretty busy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a, a little more time coming up soon. I have a test and a final, yeah. and then I'll be a, oh, going into my summer semester. Mm. But I heard it's not as bad. But and I will too. And you know what it's gonna be like, though? Grey's an Anatomy. A white boy's summer. White boy, summer. <laughs> white All boy right. summer. All right, bye everybody. Later, dudes. <laughs>